Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 16th of September. India's total tally of COVID-19 cases has crossed the 50 lakh or 5 million mark with over 90,000 new cases recorded. The recovery rate currently stands at 79% while the mortality rate is 1.6% with over 82,000 deaths. Nityanand Rai, the Central Minister of State for Home, said that India has tested around 1 million samples. He also said that around 15,000 COVID-19 treatment facilities have been created in the country as of 10th of September. Congress leader Anand Sharma, meanwhile, demanded evidence on the claim made by the BJP that the lockdown had led to a significant drop in COVID-19 cases. The Union Health Minister Harshwardhan had previously claimed that the lockdown had prevented approximately 14 to 29 lakh COVID-19 cases and 37,000 to 78,000 deaths in the country. In response, Anand Sharma today in the parliament commented, and I quote, The House must be informed what is the scientific basis on which we've reached this conclusion, unquote. Randeep Surjewala, a spokesperson for the Congress party, also criticised the government's response to the pandemic in a series of tweets. He asked if the government will blame God to evade accountability on the virus. Further, he also said that the Mahabharata of the coronavirus pandemic is on, but the Modi government is missing. Apart from its devastating impact on public health, we all know how coronavirus has severely impacted the economy. The Reserve Bank of India's governor, Shakti Kanta Das, said that the economy's recovery is likely to be gradual as efforts towards reopening the economy are confronted with increasing infections. However, Das assured citizens that the Central Bank of India is prepared to undertake the necessary steps to revive the economy. To meet emergencies arising out of the pandemic, the Lok Sabha also passed a bill yesterday to reduce the salaries of parliamentarians by 30% for one year. In Mumbai, one of the worst-hit metropolitans, the Brihan Mumbai Municipal Corporation has issued new protocols for COVID-19, including a plan to seal residential buildings if 10 or more COVID-19 cases are found on two or more floors. In some positive news, the centre has informed the parliament that India is supporting more than 30 vaccine candidates. Three of them are already in advanced stages of trial. Also, the Drugs Controller General of India has allowed the Serum Institute of India to resume the clinical trials of AstraZeneca, also known as the Oxford vaccine. Trials of the vaccine had been stopped after a British individual had developed side effects from the vaccine. India has stated to the United Nations that it has revived grassroots democracy in Jammu and Kashmir. The statement was a response to UN Human Rights Chief Michelle Bachelet's concern regarding the recent developments in the region. India's representative in the Human Rights Council, Indramani Pandey, denied trouble in the region and expressed that India remained committed to upholding all human rights. Praising the abrogation of Article 370, he claimed that since the move, and I quote, we have been able to revive grassroots democracy and provide a new momentum to social and economic development, despite the challenge posed by COVID-19 pandemic and persistent efforts by one country to infiltrate terrorists to derail this process by all possible means, unquote. He also insisted that the now Union territory of Jammu and Kashmir enjoyed the same rights and opportunities as the rest of India. He said that by bringing new laws and repealing outdated ones, the government hoped to uplift the disadvantaged groups in the region, including women and minorities. He also told the council that since the past one year, the government has been putting unprecedented efforts to ensure development and better governance in the region. 
Indomani Pandey also expressed regret over the High Commissioner's remarks, asking her to avoid politicization of the discourse on human rights. He urged the Council to acknowledge the difficulty in uniting the huge population of 1.3 billion people and to cooperate with the country. He also called for non-interference in the internal affairs of India. The statement came even as the central government admitted in the parliament that 223 people are currently under detention in Jammu and Kashmir. Union Minister of State for Home G Kishan Reddy also said that the government of Jammu and Kashmir has taken various measures since the abrogation of Article 370 to maintain public order. In today's session of the parliament, the Ministry of Home Affairs claimed that there has been no Chinese infiltration in the last six months. Nityanand Rai, the Minister of State for Home, gave this answer in response to a question about the number of infiltrations from Pakistan and China in the last six months. He further said that the government had adopted several measures such as improved intelligence and operational coordination, border fencing, and increased use of technology to reduce the number of infiltration. To remind you, India and China have been locked in a border standoff along the line of actual control since May, with neither side agreeing to back down. The standoff has also resulted in clashes between the two countries in Galwan Valley, leading to the death of around 20 Indian soldiers. The Home Ministry officials later clarified that the term infiltration was usually meant for terrorists crossing over to India, and it was not the same as transgression or incursion, which was the correct vocabulary for clashes at the border. This is not the first time that the government has tried to cover up Chinese infiltration. Last month, the Ministry of Defence had removed an important document that acknowledged the Chinese intrusion in Ladakh from its website. Prime Minister Narendra Modi has also claimed at an all-party meeting in June that there has been no intrusion into the Indian territory by foreign forces. The judgment in the case involving the demolition of the Babri Masjid in 1992 will be delivered on September 30th by a special CBI court. Among the list of 32 accused asked to be present in court are BJP veterans L.K. Adwani, Murli Manohar Joshi, Uma Bharti, and former Rajasthan Governor Kalyan Singh. Adwani, Joshi, and Bharti, key leaders of the BJP at the time, are accused of the conspiracy that led to the demolition of the 15th-century mosque. The CBI's counsel Lalit Singh said that the arguments of the defence and prosecution concluded on September 1st, after which the special judge began writing the verdict. The CBI has so far produced almost 351 witnesses and 600 documents before the court. In the Babri Masjid title dispute case, the Supreme Court had ruled in November that the disputed land in Ayodhya would be handed over to a government-run trust for the construction of a Ram temple. The top court had also said that the demolition of the Babri Masjid was illegal and directed the government to acquire an alternative plot of land to build a mosque. On August 5th this year a foundation stone ceremony was held with great pomp and joy while the pandemic was still raging on. The Prime Minister Narendra Modi had laid a 40 kilo silver brick to mark the beginning of the temple construction in Ayodhya. The Ram temple wasn't the story. It was Modi and the Babri Masjid demolition was merely a footnote. Wrote Kalpana Sharma for a broken news column on media's coverage of the foundation ceremony of the Ram temple. Let me read you an excerpt. August 5th, 2020 may be well remembered for many reasons, not just for the bhumi pujan for the Ram temple in Ayodhya by the elected head of a secular state, but also for the most vivid exhibition of hero worship with not even a hint of balance or independence by much of the country's mainstream media. As always, there were exceptions, but their numbers diminished by the day. 
do read the complete article titled In its coverage of Ayodhya Bhumi Pujan, the Indian media hit a new level of sycophancy. You'll find the article on newslaundry.com. The Supreme Court yesterday banned Sudarshan News from screening a show that sought to quote-unquote expose the infiltration of Muslims into the civil services. The controversial program was being promoted under the hashtag UPSC Jihad by the channel. The court was hearing a petition filed by seven former bureaucrats against the channel's series which insinuated that the civil service exams were rigged to favour Muslims and claimed that the former Prime Minister Manmohan Singh and bureaucrat Syed Zafar Mahmood had links with ISIS, Osama bin Laden and Pakistan. A day before that, Sudarshan News had received clearance from none other than the Ministry of Information and Broadcasting itself to broadcast the show even though the Delhi High Court had put a stay order on it in late August when an inflammatory promo of the show went viral. In its order, the Supreme Court found the show to be guilty of vilifying the Muslim community and showcasing facts in wanton disregard of the truth. The court also called the show an insidious attempt to portray the Muslims as a part of a conspiracy to infiltrate the civil services. When faced with the Solicitor General of India Tushar Mehta's statement about the freedom of media and other shows on Hindu terror, the court pointed out, and I quote, No freedom is absolute, not even journalistic freedom, unquote. The bench of judges also pointed out that the program code ensures that no program should be aired which contains attacks on religions or communities with visuals or words or has half-truths and suggestive innuendos. The court further stated that India is a melting pot of civilizations, cultures, religions and languages. Any attempt to vilify a religious community will be viewed with grave disfavour by the court which is the custodian of the constitutional values. The bench also commented on the quality of news debates being aired these days, where it claimed that those with a view different from the majority were often not even given a chance to speak. It also criticised the News Broadcasters Association, asking whether it existed apart from being a letterhead. Dear listeners, News Laundry was one of the first ones to call out Sudarshan TV and its advertisers for its hate-ridden content. While the show was allowed to air its conspiracy theories, no thanks to the INB ministry, our reporter Ayush noticed that there were no ads by Amul, which was earlier one of the main sponsors of the channel. We'd like to think that we had a role to play in this because we published a piece by Meghnath where he called out the advertisers of the show, following which there was a massive social media outrage against Amul. Ayush, however, managed to watch the shows that were allowed to be aired on the UPSC Jihad subject and he wrote a detailed report highlighting how it flouted at least 15 codes prescribed by the cable television network rules of 1994. Do read his report titled, No Amul in Sudarshan TV's UPSC Jihad, but Uttar Pradesh government advertisements persist. Before I move on to the next update, I'd like to request you to consider supporting our journalism through subscriptions. As many of you know, News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform and we need your support to keep doing what we do. So go to our website, check out all the stuff we do and if you think we're doing a good job, please hit that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. And now for some international updates. The total number of global COVID-19 cases have risen to 29.6 million with over 936,000 deaths. In the US, at least seven people have died in connection to an outbreak in Maine following a wedding reception held over the summer that violated state virus guidelines. The country has recorded over 6.6 million cases and 196,000 deaths so far. The US President Donald Trump, meanwhile, has said that COVID-19 will go away without a vaccine. 
He said that this will happen because of herd mentality. Yes, you heard that right. It is unclear whether the president meant herd immunity as he repeated the phrase several times. Speaking to an ABC journalist, he said, and I quote, It would go away without the vaccine, George. With time, it goes away. And you'll develop like a herd mentality. It is going to be herd developed. And that's going to happen. That will all happen. Unquote. The Madrid region, one of the worst hit in Spain, is to introduce targeted lockdowns and other restrictions on movement on Friday in areas with high number of cases. The Spanish capital accounts for about one-third of the country's active caseload, with a higher incidence in high-density and low-income neighbourhoods, mainly in the south of the city. Antonio Zapatero, the head of COVID-19 response in Madrid, told reporters, and I quote, We are taking measures, but it is not enough. Nothing will work if we are not responsible. There has been a relaxation of behaviour that we cannot afford. Unquote. Smoke from the wildfires ravaging much of the United States' west coast has spread to the east of the country, casting a haze over New York and Washington, D.C. The blazes have burned vast areas of land and killed at least 36 people since early August. They have also caused some of the most unhealthy air on the planet in several western states. Scientists, however, said that the smoke on the east coast was so high that it could not impact air quality. Satellite images showed the smoke being carried to the east coast by the jet stream, a narrow zone of high-speed winds across the mid-Atlantic. The National Weather Service, or NWS, in New York said smoke passing over the state was 25,000 feet high on Tuesday. The NWS on Twitter said, and I quote, If you looked up to the sky today, you may have seen a yellow or brown tinge. You were seeing smoke from the fires, unquote. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh,